0: I am thrilled with today's guest, Heather Parody. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. We're going to have a great conversation.
0: We really are. And I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. Guys, Heather is the host of the Unconventional Leaders podcast, which is cool in and of itself. But what I'm really excited to learn about is that Heather facilitates mastermind groups and runs membership sites to help other unconventional leaders make an impact in the world in their own unique way. And uh, that is so huge right now. You know, I think the current most frequently searched Google term is how to make money online or how to run a mm-hmm. business online. And not that these are specifically quote unquote online businesses, but with the world. Being, you know, some version of Crazy Town Um, and the uh, current job market, business landscape like everything kind of, you know, when you take confetti, throw it up in the air and see if you catch something. These kinds of concepts I know are on so many people's minds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really, really excited to learn from you. So thank you for joining us today.
1: It's an honor. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, It's going to be super fun. So, before we dive all the way into like picking your brain on it how did you get into that like how did you masterminds and memberships because mm-hmm. it is a big marketplace but most people just run them for themselves what made you start doing it to support other people doing it
1: Sure. So I was in school, uh, to be a mental health therapist and I started a business on the side, which is a photography business. Cause I've always loved taking photos and it did really well. And it was started to take off and it wasn't because I was an awesome photographer it's because I really dug into social media and figuring out how to market online and get clients. And I'd always have all these other photographers saying like, Hey, how are you getting you know booked all the time and stuff? I'm like, well, you have to use social media. It's a powerful little tool. And, uh, you know, starting a business is a really a gateway drug, I think, into personal development and all of those things. And so, you know, alongside of that, I started reading some business books and started learning about personal development and was just introduced into that. And I just became hooked. I was so hooked that I was I remember being late to class because I'd be in my car and doing live videos and, you know, (laughs) just digging into that whole world. And I I just enjoyed it. As far as the mastermind goes, um, someone, another photographer friend said, Hey, we should start a mastermind. I said, what's a mastermind? And she goes, well, there's this guy named Napoleon Hill. And back in the day, he talked about doing it in this book, think and grow rich, and you should do it with me. And I'm like, okay. So we go to a coffee shop and we start, quote, masterminding with each other. Well, we started inviting friends, clients, neighbors, other people to join this mastermind because we were getting so much value from the accountability that we wanted, obviously, to share it with others. Well, so many people ended up coming that it was disrupting Starbucks that we had to move it over to our home and we ran that for two years. We ran it two years in our home uh-huh. and we had li- our living rooms just full of people. And I'm talking about people would come over and they would start crying and like we were digging it deep. Uh-huh. Like it was like this really powerful experience, not only because you know, we were getting valuable tips on how to run and grow businesses and all that. But also too, people were admitting for the first time what they really wanted to do and actually making progress towards it. And the freedom that they felt from that, it was just, it was beautiful. So I was, I was just hooked. I was addicted uh, to the point where uh, I wanted to move it online because I was like, we could reach more people and we could, connected people in other states and all of that online. So while I was in school, while I was still going through all of that, I was also in the evenings running these mastermind groups, uh, multiple ones of them, and just people connecting all over really the country, um, sharing their goals, sharing their vision, holding each other accountable. And it just, it went from there. So long story short, by the time I graduated, got my license, went on job interviews, got job interviews, ended up turning them all down and saying, you know what, I just want to do this with my life. And so that was about three and a half years ago. Uh, it's been bumpy and messy. and I've been, you know, figuring it out as I go, but I don't regret it at all.
0: I love it. That was, that was a really succinct <laughs> version of the journey. <laughs> I was you could tell you had to say that before. No, that was really good. That really just gave us kind of the the picture so those early masterminds they weren't paid like you were just running them yourself and people just joined you and I think the best first question I would like to ask the question I think everyone who's listening is asking which is maybe what is a mastermind you know for for those who didn't get through that chapter in Napoleon Hill who only got up to chapter maybe seven and are still waiting to get through the rest of the chapters uh, <laughs> how and there are so many people who run masterminds. Usually there's, a, there's two different models. There's a model like the one that sounds like you ran, which is like everyone's kind of peers working together. And then there are many masterminds where like you've got the super rock star who's running and managing a mastermind. So how do you define it? How do you see it? What do you think its purpose right. is? That kind of stuff.
1: Well, everybody has their own definition. Um, the way I define it, I, I would consider what you just described that second part more of like group coaching so if somebody mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, facilitating it and they're doing a teaching, they, you know, they might have like a brainstorm afterwards, but that seems way more like group coaching than a mastermind. Uh, if you look at what Napoleon Hill was talking about, it's that these like-minded people people would come together like-minded energies would come together and collaborate on one common goal, one common topic and all bring something to the table. So if you think about it, it's a mastermind, we're bringing all of our minds together to focus in on one thing. And it's a beautiful concept because, you know, uh it, for good reason, you know, a lot of times people position themselves online as the quote expert of this one thing, which is great. There are so many (laughs) experts and we need to learn from them, but when you can come together and say, you know what, you have something to bring to the table just as much as I do, instead of like there being a hierarchy there, let's come together as equals and learn from each other because here's, you know, I'm holding up a cup right now for those who are listening, you know, what you see on this into the cup, you know, you, you see the title, the, the, there's a word that says, see the good on this coffee cup. And that's what you see. But if I'm looking from behind the cup, I see something completely different. Now it's still the same cup. And we just have different perspectives. And so when I can share with you my perspective and you share with me, we get a better, more holistic view of what this cup actually is. And so masterminding the beauty of it is that we all come together and just share our experiences and share ideas and thoughts that we may have not thought before. Um, what I run right now, I have mastermind groups and group coaching. So I do teaching and stuff like that, but I would consider that, like I said, that's a different, different perspective. Um, um, I think it's important when you have mastermind groups that you are in the same mindset, same similar goals and stuff like that. Like if you're running a fully digital six figure business and you have someone who has like a side hustle and it's physical products and you know, they're making, you know, less than $50,000 a year, there's definitely things you can learn from each other, but it's going to be really hard to uh, go very far without there being some alignment with not only you know, the, the quote success of your business, but also to the similarities of your business. So as we've grown and expanded and learned more about masterminds, we're really trying to match people together where they're in the same ballpark, you know, at the very beginning, it was just like, Hey, you got a goal. You got a business. You have a dream. Like let's all meet together, you know, which was great. It served that its purpose, but I think being very specific and deliberate with your masterminds is important.
0: I like that a lot. So then where is the pay structure in it? Right. If you, I understand if you have one leader with like the group coaching version you're talking about, like, okay, you pay the leader. Um, but when it's just a bunch of like-minded peers getting together, is it just that the organizer is charging? Is it that there isn't a fee? Like how how does the business model work for the peer-based mastermind?
1: It depends on the person who's running it. There's there's so many different models. I mean, there's people who have You know a group coaching structure, and then twice a year they fly and all get together and just mastermind and you know hang out with each other at a you know a log cabin. I mean, there's people who do that. There's people who meet every other week, Um, and sometimes you pay the facilitator. Sometimes you don't pay at all. I mean, there's so many people who have masterminds. Pat Flynn, I love Pat Flynn. He's out in San Diego. He's smart, passive income. Yeah, I him. Uh, podcast. Yeah, he has a mastermind. He meets with the same two or three people, and they're his peers. And I don't believe there's any exchange of money right there. It's not a business model for him. Um, so, it like I said, it just depends on what your goals are. I think if you're wanting to make it into a business model, you need to. Um, there needs to be some value there that you're bringing, which is you know, it it can be obviously bringing everybody together, but also to you being the person who's structuring everything, um, maybe timing people. Like we've had mastermind groups where we call them 15 minute masterminds. Everybody gets 15 minutes and you meet every other week. Um, So keeping the timer, keeping notes with everybody, uh, facilitating a group, sending summary emails, sending the replays, you know, just being the glue that holds everything together, that would give you a reason to charge for it. And then also too, if you want to add a group coaching model where you're teaching, that's fine as well. Um, That's where the pay structure would come in. And again, it's, It's such a huge, it's like membership sites. Like there's no, there's so many different ways people run them mastermind groups. There's, there's a million ways you could do it. I think what you need to ask yourself is what is your long-term goal? Do you want to benefit from a mastermind or are you wanting to facilitate and run them? I think if you're benefiting from one, I would not charge for it because it's not really fair. I don't think. Um, But also too, it's hard when people aren't invested to keep them involved in it. So if you're saying, I'm going to have a monthly mastermind with like-minded people and there's no charge it's difficult sometimes keeping people committed to it or they take it seriously. So that's why pay is nice. But then in the same sense, if you're charging people, um, you need to make sure you're bringing some value to the table. You're putting in a little extra work, whether it's summaries or replays or whatever it may be.
0: Totally. I love that. I really love that. And so funny, actually, I was asked to, to run a mastermind a couple of months ago. Um, uh, just someone reached out to me online. She's like, Hey, this other person's advertising a mastermind and I feel like you could do it. And I feel like for myself and a certain group of us, like you could do it better than that other person. Would you consider running one? I was like, that's a fascinating idea. Um, I have thought about it. It was on my to-do list. I figured I would start it in like six months or a year, but maybe we'll start it now. And so like, you know, sometimes you get these moments where you're like, okay, you know, that was a sign from heaven quick. So we like threw together a landing page, threw together a thing, threw together a concept. And then, what happened was I started getting people at all different stages of business applying to products. I made it an application only because if it's going to be a mastermind, my mindset was also like, you've got to have people who are like-minded, like where mm-hmm. it'll work together. And I was going to be the leader, um, but I was going to leader slash facilitator slash teacher and like pull everyone together. Um, and the people were in so many disparate business places. And then I was like, I'll run two tracks and then, but, and then it became such a mess. We ended up not launching it at all in the end. um, And we're launching two completely different things instead. So we are going to end up doing a mastermind with a really, really cool um, day in the Bahamas, private jet, Rolls Royce. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's like the six to seven figure. Like the get together is going to be like how you feel when you're like sitting on the seven figure plus and like, private jetting, Rolls royce around, police escort, whatever. It's going to be really, really cool um, once we're all allowed to fly again. Um, (laughs) But, um, and that's like for the top level. And then for the the people who are starting, um, we're doing more of like a membership community kind of thing, which I know you do as well. Um, And it's just, it's different, you know. So I'm grateful that 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 person reached out to me because it got me moving it got me to like put the page up launch it and refine the concept more and I'm also really glad I didn't launch it with the the people that came because I think it would have been a big mess and uh, I'm sure you've seen this probably a lot of people wouldn't have done that like they would have launched it because people applied they wanted to do it they wanted to be in it and then they end up with a big mess.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Um, there, there's a, I was going to share, there's an, another model you might want to look at Chris and Lori Harder from, um, uh, he has for the love of money and hers is earn your happy. They both have a really interesting model for masterminds, kind of what you were just saying that those two tiers. So you have kind of like an mm-hmm. entry mastermind for people who are making like a under a hundred K. Um, and then you have yeah. like the mastermind for people who are making over that and so there's it's it's a different structure where you know under 100k you're meeting like maybe once a month and they do a little bit of group coaching and then masterminding at the end they give some learning materials all that and then the elite has you know the opportunity to travel and have more of that high touch experience so so yeah I think I think that's great again I think it's just working backwards from what your ultimate goals are I think what's powerful about it is people really want to feel a part of a community and you know retention rates for courses are so low right now you could just put together the most amazing course in the world and have a high ticket you know price on it and people will buy it, which is great but it's really hard getting results from people because there's not that sense of accountability and community there where they're not taking as much action because I mean how many times you bought something and it just sits on the shelf, and you never look at it again. But when you know you have to show up every single month where there's a facilitator or peers or stuff like that, it just it's just a little bit more of accountability which gets you results which is great for the facilitator because then you have more testimonials. And I mean, it's, just, it's a better experience all the way around.
0: 100%. So we have like create, so we have an online course, but it's a group coaching model. Um, and for that reason, we sold it a little bit as a like independent and people weren't getting through it. So I, I stopped selling it that way. We have over 80% retention through graduation, which is like, yeah, it's a little insane. How did you <laughs> I know, that? It's not you that? too? Uh, I do so many things. So I've, uh, I've done a lot of research into online courses, right, which is why I'm so excited to take your brain on, on masterminds and memberships because I've done so much with online programs. I feel like, okay, I got a handle on this. Like now we're, we're up to what's next. Um, part of it I really feel is the group coaching Um makes a difference, right? They show up each week. We have a policy in the program. No question gets left behind, right? So any question you ask gets answered. Um if it's not answered live, so it's answered afterwards. It might not be answered by me. It might be I'm answered by one of the staff. <laughs> you write it down. Yeah, I have a no question gets left behind policy. Um, and one of the things we do, because I was part of a group coaching program, where like they answered the questions, but sometimes it would be like an assistant answering in a Facebook live for like an hour and a half. And it's like, okay, we answered the questions from the following five people. And it's like, dude, do you think I have an hour and a half to figure out where you answered my question in this random recording? No, I don't. We timestamp every answer. So if someone can't um, make the call, they can still submit a question in advance and their answer is timestamped on the recording. They could go immediately see exactly what it was. Plus for other people, they can see what questions are answered when so they can skim through Mm, and connect to it. Um, I don't use Facebook because I'm not a Facebook person. So we do have a, a group social network where everyone gets to hang out and converse. We try to private label one. I hated it. The tech was really just not up to par, not on mobile. On desktop it was okay. Mobile was terrible. The last few cohorts we used Telegram, which I liked a lot better. Um, it's a lot like WhatsApp, but it's much more secure. You don't have to use it from your smartphone at all. You don't have to have people know your number at all. I have people in my programs who want to stay private. They don't want people to know that they're going through a business development program, They have reputation to uphold. And so they were very uncomfortable with anything that, you know, Showed their privacy. Um, We also have different motivators built into the program. So it's funny. I was interviewed on a different podcast. Someone was asking me about this, and he's like, "But how do you beat them? How do you like make sure they show up?" I'm like, "Okay, dude, I have five kids. Okay, if I chase my children around like that, they never have time to run a business." I said, "You win more bees with honey than with vinegar, right? It's not about how do you chase them. It's about what do you offer them." That they show up. Um, and so, like, my kids, it's like, it's not like, go into bed. It's like, by the way, it's time for a bedtime story. If your teeth are brushed and you're in pajamas, you can join us. If they're not, you can. not But I want to come. No problem. Teeth brushed, pajamas on. Excellent.
1: This is such a great interview. I'm writing, like, notes down from you. Like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love that
0: so yes, Okay. My, my audience has heard enough from me. Sorry. I sometimes get, I'll like my little rants. I'll, I'll stop now. <laughs> it's good.
1: It's so good. and The retention rate is just phenomenal for those who aren't in that space. Like, I don't remember what I heard last time. I, I mean, do you follow Amy Porterfield?
0: Um, I've heard of her. I've checked her out, but I don't, I don't yeah, officially follow her. I've her never podcast, really found her It
1: was like 20, 30%, I believe.
0: Phenomenal. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm I'm really I uh, I'm so happy with it because my group program was built off of what we were doing with our private clients for ten years, and then we turned that one-on-one guidance into a group program to make it affordable. And I was afraid that it wouldn't work because for me, if it's not giving results, I'll can it. Right? It's either working or it's not worth doing. Um, and I was very concerned when I first launched it, but then it started working. And for some people, it was working. I'm not going to say better because I can't say it was like better than one-on-one but in some ways better because the group supported the community they created you know at the end of each group they're all like can we keep the community I'm like so when we had the private network I couldn't because we had to we pay for it so we had to shut down to change it over but once we started using telegram I was like of course you can like I am not I I've seen people like this and I I can't I can understand them, but I don't agree at all. Where they're like, no, unless you pay for our internal membership community, you can't talk to each other at all. Find each other. Good luck. And it's like, n- no, no. <laughs> and so I see those groups. I stay in the groups, but I mute them. And I see they're still active. I like come in every once in a while and like say hi to everybody. Um, but they're still chatting. They're still sharing resources because they learned everything in the program and people outside the program don't understand what the program. Um, it's our marketing magic program. You build a marketing strategy, take your business from five to six figures, never waste money on marketing again. That, that's our primary group program. And, and people who haven't gone through it don't get it, so they can't talk to other people because they don't understand. So they're like, they want, they, they create the bonds with the people, and it's a journey program. So they really change through it. And the people have gone through it together. They're like blood brothers. Like they really bond. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Okay. not our topic we can do that on your podcast sounds good (laughs) different models (laughs) I think you're right um so so there's the shared model there's the leader follow the leader model um facilitator and can you break down a couple of the technicalities? Because in Minute Mastermind, where everyone speaks for 15 minutes, they meet every other week. What are some of the different models that that people employ to gain from this shared brain?
1: Sure. So I come from a very different background. Mine is mental health therapy, so I led group therapy sessions, which I'm actually grateful for now because oh, that's that,
0: cool.
1: Yeah. So bringing that into kind of the business model is really interesting, and there's so much overlap. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so this is, I'm just speaking from my own experience. Again, there's a million different ways people run it, but one of the, you know, the reason that we have some kind of timing, you know, there's some time structure there is there are people who are really natural. we'll do that, which is fantastic. But then there are other people who often need a little bit of an sharing. So we want to make sure that everybody gets the same amount of value and same amount of attention. So we started early on um, giving and kind of made it fun. We kind of, we called them 15 minute masterminds just to brand that where people didn't feel like I was cutting them off. like, no, well, that's enough. We're, we're done hearing from you. But for the most part saying, okay, just so everyone gets enough time. we were And also too, that puts people in a um, a a state of being very deliberate. So when you hand somebody over a microphone, sometimes they'll start kind of veering off and talking about different things, especially if they're not used to speaking. And if you constrain that, you know, it doesn't have to be 15 minutes. it can be 20 minutes, five minutes, whatever that, that requires them to come to the table prepared. If I know I only have 15 minutes with you in the group, I'm going to come prepared and say, okay, this is what my week's been like. Here are some of the struggles. Here are the specific questions I have. Can you give me feedback? And so the time is a lot more valuable there where unless, you know, well, you know, my dog went off off the road and I was chasing him. You know what I mean? Um, We do have, or you know, depending on the mastermind group and the intention of it, we usually have some kind of social thing at the beginning where everybody tells about their day, you know, share gratitude, all of that. Um, and then have an opportunity at the end if people want to chit chat. But when mastermind time's there, mastermind is like super, super focused. And that way too, if someone joins and they're like, listen, I don't really have time to chat today. I can only stay here for this hour, this hour and a half, whatever. They can have a, you know, a a way to exit. So I like having structure like that in place. Also too, um, I think having a very strict policy in place where what says what's said and the mastermind stays in the mastermind. In order for people to open up, they have to feel really safe. And you addressing that at the very, very beginning, where you know, listen, if because there's people who I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this too with your group coaching. People, it's a very vulnerable topic. Your your goal, your business, the things that are working, not I mean, it's a much more of an internal struggle, I think, than an external one. I mean, you can Google almost just about anything. You can hire a consultant and learn just about anything, but Walking through some of this stuff is really difficult for people. So, um, feeling safe where you can admit that you're struggling in this area and you're not going to be judged, I think, is really important. So, there is a vetting. I, I really, I, you know, I used to not vet people as much as I do now, but I'm glad that you know you have application processes in and even an interview. You know, depending on the type of mastermind, just making sure that person is someone who's safe um, and going to honor honor the group. Um, what else? Let me see. Hot seat calls are also a fun thing to have. So maybe you have a a mastermind where, you know, you meet once a month, every other week, whatever, and you have this model where people share. Well, maybe once a month you could offer like a hot seat call. I was a part of a membership program who did that and I really enjoyed it and implemented it in ours where once a month you sit an application to the group leader and say, hey, um, I have a question about this, this, this. And so the group leader will jump on a Zoom call like this, record it, um, you know, 30 minutes, very specific of like, okay, this is what's going on in that member's life or business or whatever, and uh, add the timestamps, all of that, and share it with the whole group. And so they're getting a little bit more individual attention from you. And also the group is benefiting from it because they're able to deep dive into something. I could go on and on. That's
0: really Cool that's so interesting no I love that so we do hot seats like in the group coaching like we answer questions right. sometimes um that will will hot seat somebody like sometimes just answer the questions and sometimes I'll be like okay I, I like sometimes it's beforehand where I like look at the question and I'm like I'll tell my staff you know to see if these three people are for sure gonna be on the call because I want to hot seat them um and sometimes in the call I'll be answering the question and I'll be like okay, can I, I need to talk to you. Like, this is not like, we need to, we need to chat about this. Um, but I love the idea of a specific, almost like a private hot seat, but that it's shared because it's part of the group. Um, that's very, very cool. That's very cool. And so one second, but when someone, let's say I'm a 15 minute mastermind and someone's like, this is going on for me. and like, can you guys give me feedback? Is the feedback in their 15 minutes or is that on top of that?
1: It depends it on like the structure. like they have we, the
0: show for 15 minutes?
1: Okay. We've done both. We've done both. It depends on the size of the group. I like running really s- small groups for masterminds. So sometimes, you know, you have to break up and let different people lead. Um, like I would have, you know, back when we were doing only mastermind groups, we would have leaders of the different groups and we'd have four to five people in each one. And so that, you know, there was a little bit of a, uh, a cushion there. Um, <sighs> We mostly leaned into fifteen minutes is for the whole thing, so for feedback and, and everything. Yeah. Um which again, that makes sense. We're, we're otherwise it will get out of hand
0: with like one person having like you, forty-five if minutes. You
1: come prepared and you're focused. You can get a lot answered and done in fifteen minutes. I, there's oh, just totally. so many ums and ahs and fluff and, and you know, and that's why I, I, I'm I'm very type A. I like structure and let's just go through it so you know it's not exploratory you know what I mean so um it's not again and it's not a match for everybody some people really want to dive in deep and be on a call for three four hours and that's just not my cup of tea
0: right so so you run masterminds and you help people launch their own masterminds that's one of the things you do
1: I do membership sites, courses, helping people monetize online. So I help like service-based okay. providers uh, get online and make some money.
0: Love it. Well, that is very trendy right now.
1: <laughs> it, it so can you tell
0: be. me a little bit about memberships? Yeah, yeah. And it should be. And it's amazing. You know, our, our company, we have a fully virtual team. We're in five time zones. I have to say when quarantine oh. hit my life, didn't change that much. Mm-hmm. Like it changed, it totally changed. Working from a corner of my room with all my kids home is definitely different than working from my office. Um, it's great having a twenty four seven cafeteria in house. You know, my work commute is at three point two seconds. So, like, there's a lot of benefits. Um, but my my day to day didn't change that much, and I think a lot of people are recognizing the opportunity out there for that like I say being a business owner is the most um financially secure you can ever be not the most financially stable don't, <laughs> don't confuse that but the most financially secure you know and and moving the business online at this point I think is even another level you know as so many people are seeing hey guys thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at estyrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's
1: yours?